Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hi, welcome to the Big Little Business Show. I'm Paul Mumford and over there's Claire Horsley. How are you doing, Claire? I'm very well, thank you, Paul. So did you have your usual early start this morning, I'd like to know? Oh, you're talking about my 4.30 ritual that I've been doing while we've been in lockdown. 4.30. I cannot believe you're getting up at 4.30. Oh, no, this is amazing, honestly. Uh, I live down, I live in the countryside and right at the bottom of my uh, road is a canal. So uh, I've been taking to getting up at half past four in the morning and going for an early morning run, running down to the canal and running while the sun's going up. Wow, it does sound absolutely beautiful, but... Oh, it's early. Nobody likes to get up at half past four in the morning. I mean, that's just not a thing that you should be doing in, 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 in any day of the week, especially when you don't have to get up. So it's a real struggle getting up at half past four in the morning. But I get up, by the time it's about sort of 10 to five, I'm out of the door, I'm running, and then I feel awake. And do you know what? I get back, I got back at six o'clock this morning, and I'd had a shower, I'd had breakfast at that point, I'm ready to start my day. So by the time you and I get together and do our recording uh, for the podcast, uh, yeah, like I've done all my work. Well, I'm not going to lie. I woke up at six o'clock this morning. I looked outside, saw the sun was shining, thought that looks like a glorious day today, and then promptly fell back asleep again. And then, oh, you s- yeah. <laughs> and then set, set, set my alarm for, what did we have today? Quarter past eight, quarter past eight this morning. So shame on me. You've done almost half a day's work before... I've even got up, but... Um, I'm ready to go to bed at quarter past eight. I'm done. <laughs> You'll be done already. I know, but it sounds it sounds lovely and I will... I, I, I think I'd like to, yeah, get up early one day, take the dog out for a walk. Uh, the mornings are very beautiful at the moment. So. Oh, it's, it's top stuff. It makes you feel alive. It's fantastic. Uh, so every week on this podcast, the way it works is one week I'll do an interview and uh, the following week it'll be Claire's turn. And today it's your turn. So who have you been talking to this week? This week, Paul, I've been talking to the lovely Vicky from Swimspirational. What does she do? I'm taking I'm going to guess. Is it swimming, Claire? So Vicky is an open water swimming coach. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, she's an open water swimming coach. So very much a niche market. Um, and yeah, we were talking about how other people can also float in a competitive market. This is the Big Little Business Show. The backstory of how I got into swimming, and uh, that wasn't a pun intended, but now I've said it, is um, Love it. actually to do with my back. Um, a few years ago, I was diagnosed with something called degenerative disc disease, um, which for those that don't know it, is a premature aging of the spine. And at current, currently, my spine is well into its 80s, where I'm still clinging on to my 30s. So we put it like that. Um, but the, the condition itself is, is quite debilitating. And when it first occurred, it prevented me from even walking. And obviously, I went through a long process of getting a diagnosis and lots of painkillers and things. And at the sort of last hurdle, they were saying, you need to have an operation. Now, I hate hospitals, I hate doctors, I'm, I'm almost borderline medic phobic. So I was sitting there saying, well, I don't want to do that. What, what can I do instead and how long have I got? And the, the orthopedic surgeon said, well, if you're going to turn it around, you've probably got about six weeks. So, um, you know, keep moving, keep walking and, and see what you can do. So I remember at the time somebody, I, I can't remember who, but said, why don't you try swimming? Now, I could swim. I learned to swim as a child, but wasn't anything closely what would represent a swimmer other than going on holiday and bobbing around on a lilo. Mm -hmm. But I went to my local swimming pool. 
I was hoisted into a swimming pool with my parents who were there to support me. And I walked, if you can call it walking, walked up and down the swimming pool several times and, and got out. But in that moment, I remember looking across and seeing people swimming in what was called the fast lane and remember saying, well, that's going to be me. And, and, and by hook and by crook, I made it happen. I just kept going back, um, watched YouTube videos, taught myself how to swim a very specific style of swimming, which is called total immersion, which is fantastic for anybody that's got any mobility issues. And I just fell in love with swimming. Um, went on to do some outdoor swimming events where I raised money for charity and then went on to swim a mile in the sea with swimming hero Ross Edgeley when he completed his Great British swim around the coast of Great Britain where he was at sea for many, 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 many months um, swimming continuously. He put a thing out on the swimming community pages on Facebook inviting outdoor swimmers to complete the challenge with him. And that morning uh, was the first time I'd ever swam in the sea. It was November. It was cold. It was about 12 degrees. And off I went with the biggest smile on my face and, and, and completed it as I knew I would. And off the back of that, I just wasn't ready to hang the wetsuit up. And, and a lot of people were saying, oh, Vicky, you're so inspirational. You, you really ought to share this with people. At the time of selling cleaning products and just knew that I was loving swimming and went online and actually used my Christmas bonus that year from my job to pay for my qualifications mm -hmm. and went and got my outdoor open water swimming coaching qualification from double gold medalist outdoor swimming champion Kerry Ann Payne. So I do believe if you're going to learn, learn from the best. Went on her course, qualified. Um, I'd actually secured myself a position at my local lake before I'd even qualified because okay. I'd been swimming there the year before and had, had noticed there hadn't been a coach and had messaged her. And very fortunately, she's a, a, a very close friend of one of my family members. So I, I had it in there anyway. And like anything in life, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. And secured myself a position as the resident coach at the lake. Looking at what you do now and how you support um people with regards to you know open water swimming taking you back to where you're referring to about being hoisted into the swimming pool to then slowly walking the lengths of the swimming pool why do you think you made that decision when you were looking at the swimmers in the fast lane why did you want to join them what made you take that made that decision if you were to speak to my parents, they'd tell you that four-year-old Vicky used to enter competitions and tell them where she was going to put the prizes in her bedroom. If I want something, I believe and convince myself it's happened before it has. And it's just the way I go through my daily life. Um, even to this morning, before we came on air, I was telling you both that um, just had an offer accepted on a, a new home. Last week, after I viewed that house, I had my photograph taken outside the front of it, and I've had it as my screensaver on my phone for the last seven days because I had convinced myself that that was my new home, and this morning they emailed to say my offer had been accepted. I just believe wholeheartedly in everything that I do, I believe in myself, and I just know that if you don't let any negative thoughts in and you are 100% confident in what you want to do, mm. there is absolutely no reason it can't happen. The only person that will ever stop you achieving is you. It's quite niche what you do. You're the first person that I've met who um, coaches open water swimming. How do you convey that message 
and share your story to other people? Again, it comes back to belief. Um, I have seen what swimming has done for me and I know that other people can achieve the same thing. So the client base that I work with, it it does vary. Um, I have a lot of people that are making the transition from pool swimming to outdoor swimming. Obviously, naturally, it's very different to go and swim in a lake or a river or the sea from what it is in a swimming pool. And first and foremost, the temperature. So I have a lot of people that come to me to experience that. Um, I also have a lot of triathletes that I work with. And sadly, most triathletes will tell you they hate the swimming part. They love the running. They love the cycling. Um, But if I had a pound for every time a triathlete said to me, if I can just get through the swim, I'll be okay." I love working with triathletes because they're driven individuals. They want to improve their time. They want to be the best in their race. Um, And obviously, that's what I do. I, I, I like to think I inspire people. Now, I was still talking about you actually to my children the other day because we had our pool up and we haven't got a heater in the pool. Um, and this is a real example as to how um, inspired people are by you. Now, I'm not an open water swimmer. However, we talked about Vicky in great detail when the water was so cold. And I was saying to the children, look, this amazing person, amazing friend of mine, Vicky, you know, what she does is she swims in the river, she's swimming in the sea. Now, if she can do it, we can do it. So we were we were probably doing nothing right at all, but we were gently easing ourselves in. Okay, in, so what you need to do... What do we need to do? You need to get your heart rate up before you get in. So lots of star jumps, um, something just to raise your heart rate, get the blood pumping around your body. Mm-hmm. Then, then you need to get in, and you are right to do it slowly. Um, but gentle splashes of the cold water on the back of your neck, on your face, on your cheeks. And if you're able to do it, to just let a little bit of water down the front of your swimming costume just so that it goes through um, there. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to get back out, do some more star jumps okay. and then get back in again with the same process. Well, I can safely say that it's not what we did at all. But I have just made some notes and, yeah, we, we, shall, we shall try that one out. That's brilliant. Thank you, Vicky. So you, know, you, you come up with, you know, so um, such inspirational um, messages um, and information and content. So how do you communicate that to your potential clients? Because, of course, you know, without clients, uh, we don't have a business. So um, how, do you, how do you get that out there so people know who you are, what it is that you do and what you can offer? Um, I don't do any paid advertising at all. Um, I just rely on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Recently, I I had a chat with somebody who does SEO and he was shocked that I was number one on the Google searches in in every combination of words that he wrote. Um, And he said the only thing that could have happened from was it was being derived from the social media. So I post daily. It's so that people get to know me as an individual rather than me as a business. Because for me, I am the business. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know me or trust me or believe in me, then why are you going to work with me? And I'm not saying that seeing my coffee in the morning is going to inspire (laughs) someone to have a swimming lesson with me. But it's about them getting to know me beyond the the qualification or the environment or, or the service that I provide. So... I use social media a lot. I'm very fortunate that the business is very visual. So I do swim in some beautiful locations. So I I swim on Mersey Island. I swim in the River Stour at Dedham. I swim in the River Chelmer. 
beautiful, beautiful scenery. And who doesn't want to see a photograph of that? So that in itself um, is quite captivating. And then also I share a lot of the success stories on my social media and providing obviously the swimmers are happy to do so. Um, you know, share photographs of my swimmers, their progress. Um, I share their testimonials, which I'm over the moon with some of the testimonials I received during lockdown would just oh, bring a tear to your eye. So how have you managed to keep your business afloat? <laughs> during these <laughs> during these um challenging times so yeah could you share with us how you, how you have you done that because i was never going to be one that sat on the sofa and watched netflix um, no offense to anybody that did do that through lockdown that, that's just not me um i started walking um i walked every day started off just little 5k walks around the village which then transpired at the end of the eighth week of walking a full marathon. But I kept myself physically fit, knowing that if I didn't, how was I going to return to my job at the end of the lockdown? So I replaced the swimming with walking. Um, obviously, the lakes and the rivers and the seas, we've had a couple of weeks now where we've been allowed to do that. I've swum at least once, sometimes twice a day. I've just about got my own swim fit back to where it was. Um, with the intention of, of starting the, the coaching clients very soon. Um, but I've just kept myself visible throughout that whole period. Um, I have um, other businesses, people that do the same sort of thing as me, competition, if you want to call them um, that, but I, I don't really like that word because I, I don't believe there is competition. I think there's room for everybody. But um, those individuals completely just slipped off the planet during lockdown, didn't post anything, didn't portray any sort of message to their client base at all. Whereas um, I just kept mine updated with what I was doing with the walking, um, the paddling pool, um, and, 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 and just kept my message out there, again, with the stories every day, posting things regularly on Facebook and Instagram, because I do believe you've got to keep being seen. Um, if you're not putting your market stall out there, how does anybody know you're there? Um, with regards to people who are in maybe a market that is, uh, you know, niche, uh, what advice would you give to them? Maybe could you share your top three tips if somebody is maybe struggling to communicate with their target audience? Um, people talk a lot about content and things like this as well. What would be the three top tips you'd give? Well, firstly, you need to know who your audience is because... You might have something in your mind, but that not, that might not be who's actually paying attention to you. So use the insights on your social media pages to see what demographic is looking at your posts, what time of day are they looking at them, who's engaging with them, and then make your content relevant to that person. Really hone in on who, who, is, who is your target market. For me, um, I'd say probably 90% of my client base is female. I wouldn't not have a male client but if the majority of my clients are female then you need to make yourself female friendly to engage with more people within that demographic moving forward now what is next for vicky and swimspirational i i know you're going to have some plans because you always have a plan and you always have a goal so oh most definitely most definitely so Obviously, the Aquaphobia coaching courses, um, mm -hmm. as soon as the pools reopen, um, I will be promoting that. Um, obviously, still doing open water coaching. But ultimately, my long-term goal is 
I really do want to be a rock star of the swimming world. And I, and I ultimately believe that that's going to happen. I have visions of myself telling my story to, to people. Um, I'm swimming the English Channel in June next year. So that will be another thing that I will be able to hopefully inspire others. I have a pebble on my fridge. Um, and for those of you that don't know what that means, when you complete an English Channel swim and you get to France, you are allowed to remove one pebble or stone from the beach mm -hmm. and you bring that back with you. That, that's it. You can't go into France. You, you haven't got your passport or anything like that. <laughs> um, but you are allowed to take a pebble. And I have had a pebble put on a magnet and it's been on my fridge since I started paying for my English Channel Swim. So every time I go to the fridge, I see my pebble and I see myself standing on the beach in France. So again, another indication for you of, of how much I use visualisation in my daily life. So the English Channel, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, how long do you expect that to take you? Oh, it, it, how long's a piece of string? It's very difficult. So um, it's, it's very much dependent on tides. You don't swim in a straight line. Obviously, there is a proportion of that swim that's against the tide and, and you may st literally stand still um, for, for a proportion of time. But it could be anywhere between 12 and 24 hours and, and let's hope it's nearer 12 and 24 <laughs> we don't know till we get out there with the sponsorship then and charities so are you representing and raising money for any particular charities? i am yes um i'm actually self-funding my channel swim and we, we won't talk about how much that costs but i am going to raise money for aspire um mm. they are a charity that support anyone with a spinal injury so for me it's a, a very personal cause and um yes mm. any donations towards that greatly received but it's incredible you know, what you've achieved and and how you're you know reaching out to people on a consistent basis um you know that's clear to see as well especially when using uh social media so some great advice in there now i would just like to ask you a few questions about you vicky if that's okay of course you may now what is your favorite smell well, I think you are going to think it's chlorine, but it yep. isn't. Um, my favourite smell is cut grass. I was really expecting you to say chlorine. It does surprise me. It does surprise Nobody me. wants to smell of chlorine, Claire. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that to it. I just felt that maybe being surrounded by it so much, that would have been your the automatic automa automa it's, it's my signature perfume, but it doesn't mean I <laughs> um, And what about your favourite biscuit? Do you have a favourite biscuit? I like a um, dark chocolate digestive from the fridge. Oh, from the fridge. Okay. I like them to be um, crunchy. Yeah, I like them cold from the fridge. Okay, and your favourite movie? Oh, I quite like um, Snatch with Brad Pitt, the one where he's the, the Irish traveller. Why is that one? It's just, I don't know, it's just something I've, I've always, I think I've watched since... A long time, you know, when you just think, oh, well, oh, it's nothing on telly. Oh, I'll put that on. I know all the words, you know, me, me and my sister have always watched it together. And we just one of those things that you've just watched as a family, I think. Yeah, you do have those films sometimes, don't you? The ones you can watch over and over again. It's nothing to do with Brad Pitt then. Oh, well, you know, wouldn't kick him out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> OK, and the most famous person you've ever met? Will I am. Yeah, I've met I've met loads. Um, in a in a past life, I used to live and work in Ibiza, and um, had a, had a job in a particular nightclub that meant I met a lot of famous people. It was my job. Oh God, it's the best job in the world back then. I was only I was in my early twenties. I used to take photographs of the sunset, and they used to have all 
celebrities turn up and I used to just take the photographs and then the next morning upload them to their website and and, and that was my job that has to be the coolest job ever <laughs> I know again it, it's not what you know it's who you know back then as well so. <laughs> brilliant love it okay now if heaven existed how would you like to be greeted at the pearly gates oh sent straight back round and gone back down to do it all again <laughs> to do it all again it's not your time yet no definitely not Okay, so thank you, Vicky, so much for joining us. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure to speak with you today. It's been uh, great fun, great fun interviewing you. Now, if people would like to find out more about you or get in contact with you, how can they do that? Um, Obviously, social media channels, so Facebook and Instagram. It's Swimspirational Open Water Coaching. Website is www.swimspirational.co.uk. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Wow, Claire, she can talk, can't she? Can she swim as fast as she talks? Then she'll be across that channel in no time, won't she? I think she's going to smash it. Ten minutes flat. That was really good. At Some of the things she was saying, was re- I loved her quote about being a rock star of the swimming world. What a great thing to be able to work towards. She's a really driven lady, isn't she? Her drive is so consistent um, and, and she's so passionate about what she does. And that comes across clearly um, you know, throughout the interview. She, the desire that she has to reach out to other people to... You know, enhance the life of others and share her own personal journey. Um, you know, at, t- at times I thought she was going to jump out of the podcast. She sounds so excitable. <laughs> she was talking about uh, having an offer on her house and, and buying a new house. And uh, one of the things she mentioned, which really clicked with me, was she was talking about having a picture of her house on her phone or on a notice board or something. And that's a really important trick. It's called visualization. So it helps you to achieve a goal when you can actually see it in front of your face all the time. And boy, does she do that with great effect. Yeah, it's something actually I used to do when I first, it made me think, when I first started uh, business, um, I used to do that and I haven't done that as much lately. So I feel actually very inspired to do the same. I'm going to be doing the same. And chocolate in the fridge. Yeah, definitely. Chocolate biscuits, go. they belong in the fridge. Chocolate biscuits do not belong in the fridge. They belong in a biscuit tin ready to dip into your cup of tea or coffee when you're ready. They're so much nicer out of the fridge. So every week on the show, we're going to finish off uh, by having a little shout out and mentioning someone who's been in touch with us on social media. If you want to connect with us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash biglittlebusinessshow. And we're on Instagram at biglittlebusinessshow as well. Um, who have you got there, Claire? I would like to give a shout out to Hannah Cole. And Hannah Cole has recently started her own business, uh, namely the Tumshi Lassie, which is a small shop that sells homemade vegan soap, wax melts and candles and clay products. And Hannah is really interested to learn lots from our podcast show. Um, she's still getting her page up and running, um, but is looking forward to listening in on in our future podcasts. Oh, so this is not an actual shop. She's got a virtual shop. Is she online? Yeah, she's on Etsy. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oh, Etsy's great. You can get some really good stuff on Etsy. Have you, have you, have you ever browsed around that? I have, actually. My daughter quite likes that as well, Etsy. So yeah. um, it's a great it's a great, great site. Oh, good luck to her. So if you want to tell us about your business, and we'll give you a little shout-out on the show, then uh, just get in touch, facebook.com slash biglittlebusinessshow. Nearly forgot the name of our own show there, Claire, but I pulled it back at the last minute. I think we're okay. And, yeah, uh, well done. <laughs> Instagram.com, we're on there as well, uh, a big little business show. So before we hand you over to our voiceover guy with all the details, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get to know when the next one's coming out. And don't forget to leave us a review. I'm not entirely sure how the review thing works, but I understand if you leave us lots of nice reviews, then uh, yeah, we get bigger in podcast land or, or something. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Claire. Bye. The beat.
You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.